Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming up in an hour, the Tennessee Power Hour, where we discuss the Tennessee Titans as they head to Seattle this coming week and what must change. And we'll take a couple of layers to that with what Seattle's going to be bringing to the table. That's all straight ahead in the Tennessee Power Hour. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network, talking NFL and SEC headlines throughout the day. There are three NFL teams that feature going into week two a top-10 offense, and a top-10 defense. Half the league's 1-0, and but not every team feels like they played a complete performance on both sides of the football. There are three teams that have to feel pretty good about where they sit despite the teams that they actually are when they look in the mirror. Uh, week one is not representative of where we're going to be in Week 17 by any means, but I think it's interesting to point out the surprising teams that do feature uh, both a top-10 offense and defense. The first, the Philadelphia Eagles. They rank in the top 10 of offense and defense. Now, part of that is they faced the Atlanta Falcons. But there were also teams that faced, uh, for instance, the, the New, Orleans, New Orleans Saints won 38-3. They're not on this list. Um, the Broncos are on this list. They faced the New York Giants, top 10 offense and defense in yards. And the Los Angeles Chargers, who won on the road against Washington. Biggest surprise there to me is Denver yes. with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, who played very well. I mean, he was, he was efficient. Um, of these three teams, I think we're most high on the Chargers, even though Chad's not as high as, as Paul and I are. But of the three, I think the Chargers have the best chance of actually living up to what they did in week one. What do you guys think? Well, a lot of NFC East uh, in there as the opposition – uh, with some of these stats, I think it's one thing to, to look at with the Chargers and the Broncos being on that list, going up against um, possibly really bad and NFC the, and, East and, teams. And then the Eagles face one of the, if not the worst team in the league right now in Atlanta. Atlanta was so bad. The Eagles were the one that really surprised me. Um, me too. I, you know, I don't think – we all know Atlanta. There's a reason Arthur Smith got hired there, that they were bad, and they're probably going to be bad, but – there was no excuse for that level of beatdown on both sides. I mean, I didn't see Philadelphia coming to that game with the capability of dispatching of someone to that level uh, the way they did against Atlanta. Um, I, I think that if I'm looking for – I know you guys are big uh, uh, Chargers believers, and it's not that I don't think they're good. I'm just not completely on that bandwagon. I think if there's a team in this mix that could really surprise, it's Denver. I think Denver defensively, the way they're set up, and if Teddy Bridgewater can return to the old Minnesota Teddy Bridgewater. Von Miller had two sacks. Von Miller still out there making plays. I think Denver could be a bit of a surprise, the way they run the ball. I'm thinking Denver's a defensive football team run by a defensive football coach. I'm thinking Philadelphia, if they're any good, is going to have to be an offensive football team, and they scored a bunch of points, right? Their defense played well, too. But the thing to me about the Chargers is they've got the bright young quarterback. They're, they're set yeah. with a defensive football coach who's very good. 
in them, I see the most potential to sustain the balance that you're talking about here with uh, top 10-ish offense and defense. Well, so, so the Broncos pressured the Giants on 11 of their 34 dropbacks uh, and Daniel Jones and did it by rushing four or less. That's the key with Denver. Uh, I, I buy defenses that can get to the quarterback without blitzing. Denver's one of those teams, down in and down out, where they, they can get pressure without having to send an extra man. That's extremely valuable on the back end. And they're a team, I don't like Denver, but being a division rival of the Chiefs, when you describe that, I'm thinking in my head, that's the kind of team as a division rival that could pick, yep. off, pick off Kansas City one time, right, with the familiarity and all that. And also interesting in Atlanta, you, you brought up uh, Philadelphia uh, in their dominance, Chad. The, the Falcons opened the game with long drives on back-to-back possessions. The scripted, quote-unquote, scripted portion of Arthur Smith's game plan worked. Their first two drives combined for 146 yards. What did they get after that? Matt Ryan, after that, had 156 yards for the game passing total. And their offense got 146 combined yards on the first two possessions. They crossed midfield twice against Philadelphia. And... They actually performed well out of the gate on their first two possessions, and then things just fell apart. And six points, Arthur Smith, right? Arthur Smith blamed himself uh, at the podium postgame, saying, hey, I just didn't have the guys ready to play. That's not a good sign for uh, first-year head coaches when you look around the league where Cully won, um, Sirianni, Sirianni won. won, and Staley, the new head coach in, the, uh, in L.A., who no one can name. No one can name the head coach of the, of the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, and, and Staley won his first I, I game. I still see uh, Lynn. When I think of the head coach of the Chargers, yeah, it's right not now, Lynn. I'm not even seeing not even seeing his face pop up when I think Chargers. Um, the, the the Arthur Smith, you just got me thinking about Arthur Smith with a scripted early in the game and how successful. Uh, is that going to rub off on Todd Downing and the Titans at any point? The way they started the game, just about everybody doesn't have their team ready at some point. It's very disconcerting when it's the first week. Because you have all of that time, you know, 35, 40 days before you go into – you have Lent to get your team, uh, you know, ready for the season. And then you have the week where you really focus on the opponent. And so when that training camp – I wrote about this and when we've talked about it this week for the Titans. When that preseason period leaks into your week one prep and you come out, not just lose – but lose badly and, and lose where you don't hit on the thematic things for the Titans. It's just complimentary football and the new defensive swagger. And when those things don't carry over, that's a very deflating uh, uh, and annoying thing. It's also, look, it, this is the week for overreaction, good and bad, based on what we saw in week one. That Packers beat down at the hands of the Saints, it, it, it had – I mean, you watch that, and it's hard not to start to think about, are we seeing some cracks on down the line? Is this something that's going to be constant? Matt LaFleur said it was an embarrassment, that performance. And then Aaron Rodgers sort of laughs at that when he's told it by a reporter, and he says, we got our ass kicked one out of 17 games. It's one out of 17. Clearly, that was not good enough, and we got destroyed, but it's one out of 17 and would not go as far as to be emotional and say it's an embarrassment. I'll let him use his but words. But you know what fans want to hear. If you're one of the teams that got thrashed in week one, if they you're the Titans, you if you're the Packers, if you look like you weren't ready, if you're the Falcons and Arthur Smith taking blame 
for not having his team ready, you want to hear what you feel embarrassed. You want the players and the coaches to feel embarrassed. Um, but it also, to put it in perspective, it is one of 17, right? This is not college football where one game can derail your college football playoff chances or whatever it may be. You got to come back and, and be better. And, and that's, you know, the biggest part for these teams that we think are pretty good that in some cases think are really good, that they've got to, they've got to bounce back quickly. Well, Titans fans should take solace in what, Green, what happened with Green Bay. Green Bay had the number one offense in the NFL last year and put up three points in week one with, yeah, the, with the MVP returning. Behind, right? With Titans the MVP returning. Third, fourth last yeah, year? Yeah, right behind them, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there is solace in that. Uh, and expectations are greater in Green Bay than they are here in Nashville but it's really not that far off based on what the Titans have added. And speaking of that uh, and tying in Atlanta, here's the talk in Atlanta Sports Talk Radio. And um, I'm basing it off of uh, uh, just, just friends who have relayed this to me um, and, and Julio Jones and his performance in week one. And again, I'm not saying I buy it. We're relaying this for discussion purposes. The, the thought in Atlanta going into the offseason, and they're still talking about it now after week one and their debacle and what they look like, is not, oh, Arthur Smith's in, in over his head as a play caller and a head coach. It's not, oh, this, this team is in rebuild mode, even though they are. Uh, this not, it's not this team is terrible on defense, even though they are. Um, it's a lot about Julio. And the expectation, guys, and again, I'm just relaying the message here, is that they drafted Pitts with the intention of pairing him with Julio Jones, with Calvin Ridley, and with Russell Gage. We viewed this all offseason as they can't afford to keep Julio Jones because of the salary cap. Uh, we now know that Julio restructured here, where he's counting what against the cap now, Paul? Here. Under $2 million. Under $2 million. So they're taking that into account, knowing that Julio restructured and knowing that he could get paid up front, which if you read into ownership in Atlanta, it sounds like they wanted to mend things and make things work, even though they gave him the big extension and made him the highest paid wide receiver in 2019. That's, that's the mentality there. Here's, here's what was sent, me, sent to me in a text. Julio didn't like the way Arthur was going to push him to practice and not let things slide. So he asked out. And then this was asked to me, does Julio Jones love ball enough to actually practice in Tennessee? And my response to that was, well, I want to see him perform in Tennessee. It doesn't matter to me if he practices. It matters right now. He didn't miss a practice last week going into week one. He practiced today. He's not on the injury report for the Titans. Uh, which means he was on the field as a full participant. Um, Paul, what do you think on, on, that, on that aspect? Knowing that this is not a good team anyway, and knowing that the Titans acquired Julio and the, 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 the talk here was, well, they're going to manage his time and, and health throughout the season. Vrabel's very good at that. But they've got to get him up to speed with this offense and – Quite frankly, it didn't look like they were ready to go as an offense Sunday. Yeah, well, you would have liked to. I, th I think we'll go back to it until he settles in and is himself the, the camp time, mm -hmm. right? So the depressing thing, the concerning thing is, and we said this, the first full team period he participated in, 
He went up to catch something in the back of the end zone, had an awkward landing, and then disappeared for three weeks, more than three weeks. I mean, That's the time you yeah. needed for him to get in sync. Then if he's not practicing, if he's got Wednesday veteran day off, he practices Thursday, Friday's basically a walkthrough, right. that's no big deal. They're going to do that with a lot of veteran guys, particularly as the season wears on. That's how Vrabel works. That's fine. If, if he's producing on Sunday, for sure, then it's not a conversation topic. But if it turns out to be a love ball question, as your friend uses those words, and he's probably not conscious of the love ball issue here as it pertains to Vic Beasley, Jadevian Clowney, Isaiah Wilson, if it does turn out to be a love ball question on top of those three, if you're stacking another one on top and this one costs $15.5 million a year for two years, money that they've moved forward, if it winds up being that kind of an issue – a judgment issue on their their front, that's going to be a problem. It's, it's weird to hear Arthur Blank discuss not Julio not practicing. Yeah, as opposed to Arthur Smith. Yeah, well, right. And then, then he's not practicing here during the preseason, and then that's that's now a topic, even though it was not a topic when the Titans traded for him. Because I, I don't think it's a big deal if the guy practices or once a week during the regular season. But they've got to get him up to speed, and it's got to happen fast to get there, to be able for this offense to generate what we expect from this core group. And there are high expectations for good reason. You don't go after a guy like that and not have them. Uh, But in Atlanta, they're not surprised by the lack of production early on. But to me, that's also a bit of sour grapes. It's a situation to monitor. It's not a reason to panic or freak out right now one game in. But I'm definitely keeping an eye on this situation for this reason, I agree with you, Hutton, that it's not a big deal if he goes out and can perform on Sundays if he practices once a week. Yeah, he may not love ball, but he loves Sundays. My question, though, would be, why are you not practicing but once a week? Is it a physical limitation? Is it an age thing? Or do you just not like to practice and it's not that important to you? Because there is something about daily preparation to get ready for Sundays that could lead to better performance so I'd like to know the root cause of, of him practicing once a week. And when everyone – I think some of this is definitely sour grapes with Atlanta. I do too. But when everyone is saying it, um, it's why I – before the season started, I said, I think Julio Jones is going to be fine if the Titans are winning. I think that Julio Jones will quickly lose interest. I don't know if they get – if they go to Seattle and get beat down and they're 0-2, I don't think it's then. But if Julio Jones is not a big part of this offense, if he's struggling – And better yet, he wanted out of Atlanta because they weren't a contender. He was happy in Nashville with the Titans because the Titans are supposed to be a contender. If they're not a contender a third of the way through the season, I would get very concerned about Julio Jones and his level of participation with this team. You're listening to Outkick 360 on the Outkick Network. If you have us along for the ride in Florence, Alabama, Muscle Shoals, Huntsville, Knoxville, We say thank you. Welcome to Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. If you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, we hope you'll share the post as well. And join us in the conversation on the YouTube chat or by following us on Twitter at Outkick360. If you've been to Gainesville, Florida, we are welcoming your recommendations. Chad and I would love to uh, jump in on a few of these recommendations, not named the Purple Porpoise. Uh, Someone told us to go there. I haven't looked this up. Uh, don't prejudge, you're saying? I oh, feel like um, it's, it's part it's of like an gag? inside joke, you know? I yeah, think, I don't. Uh, I think you should give it a chance. I'm not, uh, 
Chad, your thoughts? Not, not in a hurry to go there. Isn't <laughs> it, we're, also, we're also told about a bar called The Swamp, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I've, I've been uh, on Twitter, and please keep them coming. Uh, someone recommended Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Did Gainesville, which they said you're going to have to make a reservation. But Hutton, I've got it pulled up right now. It looks. You know what it reminds me of? Just looking at the. It looks like Marley's in uh, <laughs> in Phoenix. You know how we went oh, in? Oh yeah, Dan Marley's restaurant. Yeah, uh, I thought you saw like Marley, like Marley and me. Uh, no, that no, no, no. I thought you meant Marley Madeline. Um, now this is great though. This is uh, if you go to the website for Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the uh, what pops up is a quote from Steve Spurrier, and it just says, "What we're all about." And from Spurrier, he says, The other day someone asked me what my restaurant is like. Paul may have to do this in a Spurrier accent. The other day. Hey, just uh, hand it over here to him. Let him read yeah, it. Yeah, hold on here. Hand him the Spurrier. Let me, let me see. What we're all about, what, according what, to what Paul did, Spurrier. What did I have to say let's about hear, this place? Let's hear from because Paul when, Spurrier. I, when you say I had this to say, really, <laughs> uh, my, my boy Jimmy Bob wrote this. <laughs> I, I don't have my, a damn thing boy. to do with this. My I'm, boy. I'm golfing, sleeping, or wearing big, thick glasses that make it look like I'm alive behind there. <laughs> The other day, someone asked me what my restaurant's like. I, I told them to roll my interviews into one, then take the most renowned regional football museum for miles and add all American food that rivals the best in the city. It's something like that. <laughs> Steve Spurrier said that. That's what it says right here on the interweb. I mean, what, a, cat, what, a, what an intricate quote. He's like, just roll it all into one yeah, and then put in some good tasting food. I mean, and, that and is. Chad, if you roll down here, you go to dinner and there's a, <laughs> there's a, like a sketch of a steak. Is it a picture of a steak? Drink. If you go down to drinks, we're there's going. a picture. We're of absolutely a going. We gotta go. A cocktail, there's some ice in it. It's about half full of bourbon. We got to go. In honor of Paul Spurrier, we're definitely going to Spurrier's yeah. Gridiron Grill. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out that, on a limb and say we're we're working on getting Spurrier on the show. Saturday relax morning. like a winner. That that's quote, what that's our slogan. Relax like a winner. That quote by not the like way, not like a loser. Like your UT yeah. can't spell UT without citrus. That's can't what I've spell said. UT without citrus. That's can't. how I say it. I yeah. flipped it around. I pulled a little switcheroo. On. Oh man. This this just reeks of a guy who's getting two percent to lend, lend his name to a restaurant. Yeah, I got no that damn thing to do about with it. that restaurant. I don't, I don't know, know if he's ever even eaten there. I don't even know what street it's on. Someone asked and me I used to live in this. Gainesville. I have a I have a sneaky like, su- yeah, suspicion he knows all about it. Someone asked me because we asked you for a quote about the restaurant. Go to the, the menu. Go to the menu. <laughs> Jimmy Bob, write me a quote about my restaurant. I mean, he's not. He's he's getting a very small. Percentage I ate there once. It's pretty good. You want to go to the main menu here? Yeah, let's Drinks, just see what, what do they have at Spurrier's. Get, get the swordfish. Uh, they have uh, cheesy rolls no, for those bread. Are, those aren't nice. Starters. You guys ready? Yeah. Orange and blue shrimp. This is seasoned and tossed in yeah, rice flour and food. Spurrier's Louisiana shrimp sauce. Let me tell you about the orange and blue shrimp for a second, Chadwick. Don't go too fast. I mean, they this put a little food coloring in there, a little dye. <laughs> that's, a, that's a secret. Truffle short rib crostinis. No. Eggplant fritters. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> they got charred shishito, shishito peppers. Yes. Eh. Uh, those are the stuff. They got soups, tailgate chili, soup du jour. Oh, I like that which chili. Which is the soup now. of the day. I like that chili. That'll power <laughs> me up. Uh, <laughs> Give me uh, a little uh, gas in uh, the how many, how many salads would you like me to roll <laughs> through here? You're the, the salad guy. The do, they have, do they have over, under six salads? One, two, yours? three, four, five salads. Uh, under, under, under. One of the salads, by the way, being a grain bowl. <laughs> That's the I'm, salad. I'll be grain ordering bowl. that. I'll Listen, be ordering that Friday. It's, it, you could call a lot of things a salad, Chadwick. A lot I mean, of it's... This is a place that's... Uh, there we go. We got it up on the screen now, too. Ah. This is a... Thank you, Jacob. This is a decent... 
uh, yep. American fair restaurant that is probably pricing itself up to maybe a little bit more than a, just a decent. Look at the macadamia encrusted mahi. So how do you think I tip the, the, the guy who cleans my clubs at the club with this up, up, up charge? Jacob, what are you ordering with us uh, this weekend? That Spurrier's bacon cheeseburger there? Jacob, we don't have a place for you to step out and smoke. He loves mahi, he says. <laughs> of course he does. No step, no step out Of all the things in the menu. Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's on it's on clay for sure. He's gonna have the crustini. I just look at it. Sometimes guy oh, he, come in, I size him up. I know what he's ordering right away. Well, he's here's where we get into the real Spurrier part of the menu. Uh, Spurrier's bacon cheeseburger, which I will say sounds delicious mm-hmm. because the grind is short rib, brisket, and chuck blended patty. Uh, with bacon, white cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomato, red onion on a brioche bun. Hey, huh, we that got another delicious. sucker that's buying that. He's getting it. How yeah, that's ground beef from down the street to Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you're going to love this one. Johnson City Tomato Grilled Cheese Sandwich. Enjoy the same sandwich Spurrier's mama made him right down to the tomatoes shipped from his hometown of Johnson City, yeah. Tennessee. Shipped from down the street on Grove Street. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are suckers. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, we need to go. Hit us up uh, at Outkick360 for your suggestions if you've been down to the swamp recently. I haven't been since 2005. Swamp so. it up. I was there on 9-11. Fun day. What were you, uh, you, what were were not, you down there You were to not cover? there on 9-11. You were there uh, a week after 9-11. No, I was there, was on, there 9/11. on 9-11. I was oh, that's right. You were, the game. Yeah, you were there to get – okay, I got you. Yeah. What were you there to do? I was previewing UT. Uh, this was my period of uh, between the Titans beat and the NFL – broader Titans 2. Think about that, though. Think about the status of the newspaper industry mm-hmm. in 2001 that the Tennessean paid for you to fly, I'm guessing, yep. to fly to Gainesville. I flew to Jacksonville. To drove cover to a Tennessee-Florida game on in advance early. and on not Tuesday. just go for one night. On a Tuesday. I was there on a Tuesday for a Saturday. Amazing. Amazing how far What it's was far. your story that day? Ron Zook. But prior to 9-11. I don't remember precisely what I was doing, but I was at, at, at their day of availability. And then I went Wednesday to – so the Titans were playing the Jaguars the next week. And so I went to Jacksonville. Okay. And uh, Coughlin had uh, a son, I think, in, in get out of one of the buildings. And so oh. Coughlin was talking the next day for his regular media availability. So I was with the Jaguars Wednesday. And I was hoping to get the hell out of Jacksonville on Wednesday. My boss kept m- making me stay. Because the SEC kept not making its decision about what it was doing with its game. And you had to stay I'd boots stay on the ground in case, in case they played. playing on, on Saturday. So until they canceled, I think they didn't cancel until Thursday. And then I drove. Well, I how, do you, a, how do you not have re- – it was just the purple porpoise every day for you? How do you not have recommendations for us? Uh, that's 20 years ago. You know, they just celebrated the 20th anniversary of this. <laughs> you, think, you think I memorized my two days in I, you, you, you memorize the You remember the one Reed's option. Got some thought. You remember the one option. Yeah, so speaking of uh, that being 20 years ago, there's no signs that there's a place in Gainesville called the purple porpoise anymore. <laughs> okay. It looks like it shut down in like 2005. <laughs> that, was, so. that was hot. It was a good, good damn good run. <laughs> this was Hutton's recommendation. Once I left, once I left town. From a guy who played on one of Steve Spurrier's first teams. uh, Yes, a former Gator told me to go there. Okay, there is one in Key West if you guys want to go a little further south. Well, that's a better spot, frankly. I really prefer this game be played in Key West. (laughs) You you wanted a beach. (laughs) I'd be all in. You said you're out on Gainesville. Let's fly into Miami. Let's go over that big bridge. Let's do it all. (laughs) Let's do it all. Jacob, what's the name of the fest, or is it just called Gainesville Fest? It's it's the fest. 
The fest. The fest. He said it's the fest, and it's happening a week. Uh, it's it's happening next month. We're going uh, a, a month is early. Is there a from fest, the fest you don't know about? Oh, he's this. Guy. I mean, this is a guy who talks about Psycho Fest all the time that he's been to. He knows times. the fest schedule. What was it? Opeth? Is that who I asked you about earlier? <laughs> yeah. Opeth, Mastodon. Opeth and Mastodon are playing the Ryman Auditorium, which is just uh, uh, to me is just the could not be more opposite. You know, when you think about this, Does some of these names not um, just scare you. Oh. And, and Jacob Blackwater Park, <laughs> Swedish <laughs> death metal. I mean, I'm just scared hearing the name scares me. When I put, when I search Mastodon images, yeah. the what actual Mastodon. The Ryman the thought they beast. had it bad when Dave Chappelle was smoking on stage, uh, and now they have Mastodon playing. These on guys could conceivably burn the building down. <laughs> was it Johnny Cash that like uh, destroyed some things backstage at the Ryman? No, on was stage. He, remember, he smashed up oh, the lights. Oh, that's right. And he stuff. was he wasn't allowed back. Um, they haven't seen anything. If they thought Johnny Cash is bad smashing the lights out, then when there's a human sacrifice on stage from Mastodon <laughs> coming up at the Rhino. Now is the portion where we channel the Swedish horror film Midsummer, and we bring out our human sacrifices. At the this is our intermission. We used to always joke about going to see this band at 12th and Porter. It's a very intimidating, scary name. I can't think of it. I'm going to get it. And when I get this Ghost? name, I guarantee you that Jacob has probably been a roadie for them. Diarrhea Planet? No. Mm, that's not as intimidating as some of these. This was more kind of German. Sounds like a crappy sounding. place to live to me. Ramstein? No. You're not going to hit it. Let me do some research. John McClane's band name? No. <laughs> that's no, pretty no, scary. No, no. <laughs> I'd go see that. Depending on, depending on who's on stage. <laughs> could, be, could be much less scary. Schvilkes. I think of it as Schvilkes. Jacob, You're your familiar thoughts? With thumbs Schvilkes? up, thumbs down. Uh, yeah. Polka band. No, it's no polka. That's the least it. intimidating sounding band I've ever heard. Schvilkes? That's scary. Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne. It sounds uh, Yiddish. Dwayne on Twitter says, "My recommendation for Gainesville is keep driving." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go to the, go to a beach somewhere that's not landlocked. <laughs> I just thought, does anyone get excited when they think about landlocked Florida? Like, is this the next big tourism well, boom in the state? Hey, we know we got great big like beaches in the beach. peninsula. Well, I know, but if I'm going to Florida, Florida, I'm going to the beach. Well, it's closer to the beach than you are. Great. Again, if I'm going to Florida, I'm going to the beach. If I'm coming to Tennessee, I'm coming to Nashville, yeah, where we are right now, downtown. All beaches in Florida are not created equal. No, the, no. not Key at West all. isn't great, by the way. Um, and, and Jacksonville's one of the worst cities I've ever stepped foot in. No, Jacksonville's bad, but Jacksonville Beach is, is nice. It's kind of remote. It's just Which so, isn't a bad thing. Jacksonville is like Dayton, Ohio city. for Florida. It really is. I, I just can't imagine like being accepted <laughs> to the University of Florida and not knowing anything about Gainesville and then finding out that it's not on a beach and how pissed off I'd be. Well, I would hope you'd study, <laughs> up, oh, on, you mean study that, uh, up on the schools you're applying to a little entire, better than that. You've got this entire state. It's a, the whole, it's a peninsula. The whole outline, there's a very, you know, there's not a lot of room there. You've got all this beach around it where you put all these great cities and great places and you put the university in the middle of the state? That's quite a college application process you've got going there, Chad, where you first you apply and then you find out where the school's located. I'm telling you, there are people that have done that before. Yeah. Trust me. Real geniuses. They deserve to go to schools like Florida and I, worse. I applied to Pepperdine for the simple reason it was in Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> that, that place is gorgeous. Did you get in? I think so. 
Uh, but let's it not, was. Let's not pretend we don't remember where no, we got I, I did. I did. I just remember that the price tag was so steep. It was just a <laughs> fool's fantasy at the time. Well, yeah, you can come to our school. Yeah, yeah here's sure. The, here's the check. Have, have oh, your we, parents take out four more mortgages. We love financially damaging the lives of uh, lower middle class families out, out of state. Come on. <laughs> Take out as much debt as you want. You'd still be paying for oh, it. Oh, right we got now. a great look at the interest rate on this loan that you can take out right now. It's terrific. You're gonna love it. <laughs> you would have talked to Clay and been like, just send my paycheck directly to Pepperdine. Yeah, just <laughs> I don't I I'm just I, I live out here with the homeless people outside of our studio. Yeah. Like, oh, send all my money there. A yeehaw, that's perfect. That's right near my bridge. He would be, <laughs> <he'd> be <laughs> He'd be selling the staff to yeah. make ends meet. A magic wand. I will tap your I will tap your party tavern with my staff. And there was good a, luck for you. a backstory to that. Each. There was someone on the side of the street that offered. Uh, he, he wanted to sell his his magic wand, quote unquote, to Jacob for a million dollars. Quickly reduced the price to five dollars. And I asked Jacob, "Why did you not buy that magic wand?" He didn't have any. He didn't have any small bills. <laughs> <laughs> the guy wasn't accept, uh, accepting uh, Venmo. Look, we need Jacob that guy waited on it the out. Show. Jacob waited it out, and he got a staff for free. Yeah, we need that's that right. guy on the show. We have <laughs> the staff. That's the shaking of the staff. staff. Let's get to the... Real quick, though, Lebowski does state that Jacksonville is the Shonies of the shoreline <laughs> cities. <laughs> it's, that's, yeah, that's exactly as right. Long, it's got a shore, though. As long as we're not going to Luby's, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, Luby's, Luby's went out of business when that cool. guy drank all their soup. The, David Reed, thanks you for that. <laughs> Let's go to the Outkick 360 parlay with FanDuel.com. PK has the honor today, and it's time to go to Major League Baseball on what is a light sports yeah. night, but some impactful Major League Baseball games for the pennant chase. I did not draw the, the parlay on a strong day for activity, so I, I just went to the, what I know, the American League East, and um, – what do I have? I think the Yankees are on a little bit of a, a Yankees are on a little bit of a bounce back here, playing the Orioles. They're due to beat the Orioles. They took care of them yesterday. They're going to take care of the Orioles tonight on the money line. This will be the same result as last night, though. Uh, by the way, Rays and Yankees both winning. And Tampa Bay got the two nothing win yep. over uh, Toronto, who's due to fall back to earth a little bit after a very hot streak. So uh, this is what we did yesterday. This is what we're doing today. The Rays to win, Yankees to win on the money line. It's plus. Two ninety two, uh, $5 of payout, nineteen sixty. Let's win and I love, I love Paul's betting strategy of they're due. <laughs> That's every, every time. Hey, they're due for a win. Well, no, they're due they, for a they, loss. The Yankees beat uh, Baltimore yesterday. They're due in their overall season series with Baltimore Chad, to come out more ahead. Chad's logging in to bet this. Chad, don't even bother. Uh, the reason for that is the first pitch has already happened with the Rays and the Toronto oh, Blue Jays. No. And the Blue Jays are up 3 nothing. bottom of the first. Uh-oh. Paul, your thoughts? I did not look at the start time. No, I, not the I start time. Your thoughts on the score? My thoughts? Are, no, they're going to come back. Because <laughs> I've bet this as well. The Rays are a uh, they're a team that comes back a lot. If you want to go to UEFA Champions League action, Sporting Lisbon is trailing Ajax five to one. Ajax in that game. Ajax. Yeah. Ajax. Ajax. Okay. <laughs> speak in, Dutch in America. Speak in Dutch. America, we call it Ajax. Um, plus plus five thousand on a tie. If you think they're going to score four goals I, here in I this desperately game. wanted to bet Champions League today. Unfortunately, they all kicked off before we start. So instead, I picked a baseball game that kicked off before we got to the parlor. It's all good. It, we, we bet it. Uh, luckily, uh, for Chad's sake, he didn't have to lose yeah, $5. You guys should not have gotten me into this app because that's what I'm doing right now. Look, we're throwing Betting away. a bunch of soccer draws. We're throwing away $5 at a time here. Uh, like I just refreshed. Like it's, it's now 5-1 Blue Jays. 
that's tough. <laughs> I'm telling you, I still like. I, I'll go put another five on Tampa Bay. Oh, tough and go. We, we just uh, we just tweeted out the parlay too, where it says Tampa Bay Rays money line. Uh, it, go jump on it now. You know what? I'm going to double up on it. I'm going to take the Rays money line uh, where they are right now. I like. What the are odds. the odds? What are the odds, odds now? Are probably outrageous, right? Boys, now. you want to do it live? You want a good bet right now too? Get, what what tie are you giving us? Bruges and. Nope. PSG? Nope. Liverpool leads AC Milan 3-2 to two in the 77th minute. It is plus 700 for so a tie. It's now, AC Milan is going to score again and tie this It's thing. now uh, 6-1 Blue Jays as they continue by the second to just lift off. Uh, <laughs> we're right in the, we're Rays, really hit it right in the middle of it. Rays uh, are plus 2,000 currently to win the game. All right? So let's, let's win. Big rally um, for the Rays. Too busy betting on soccer I'm having right trouble now. getting, getting logged in. Well. But there you go. Uh, take the raise. If you're joining us late on, I'm doing on replay all on the this, podcast, uh, weep for us. Weep for us. 360 Parlay presented by FanDuel.com. And a great offer that I highly recommend taking advantage of if you're a first-time user with FanDuel. Kansas City and Baltimore this weekend. New users only. 30-1 to 1 odds on either side for the upcoming Chiefs-Ravens game. Max bonus $150. You bet five to win 150 and uh, excuse me, you bet five to win two hundred, uh, so you can win big with the Chiefs and the Ravens. The game is this Sunday. It's Sunday night, seven twenty Central, eight twenty Eastern. Deposit is ten dollars. You bet ten dollars. Uh, you deposit ten dollars. Bet five, you can win one fifty with the odds. Fanduel.com/slash/ok360. Fanduel.com/slash/ok360. Again, the website. If you're not a user, Chad, you like to say if you haven't well, been to Fanduel.com/slash/ok360. Why not? We got new people coming to the show every day. So if you're one of those new people and you haven't jumped on this offer, you're not already signed up at FanDuel, here is your cue. Do it right now. Shout out to Fox Sports Shoals and Fox Sports Knoxville for tuning in to the show. If you're around there, please let us know at Outkick360 is where you can find us. You can also find us on YouTube by searching out the Outkick360 YouTube channel. We want you to subscribe to the channel where you can get uh, video replays of the show after we are off air, plus uh, clips that you can find on the channel as well. You'll also be able to catch us live this coming Saturday morning. We will be live in Gainesville. Uh, Chad, we are joining Fox and OutKick for OutKick the Tailgate, which will be Saturday mornings, 9 to noon Eastern, across the SEC, across the South, for big college games. Looking forward to doing this. Uh, this will be the first uh, of what we hope are, are many of these where we're going to some different locales all across the South. Uh, and I kid earlier about it, but I am looking forward to crossing Gainesville off my list of places that right. I've been in the SEC because I have not been before. Uh, expecting a huge atmosphere for Florida and Alabama this weekend. Hope to see a lot of people in Gainesville and really looking forward to getting this thing started. Again, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time Saturday morning on all the OutKick channels. One thing I am buying with this NFL Week 1 and for the foreseeable future is how lopsided the league is. I'll explain next on OutKick 360. OutKick 360 is back and coming up in about 15 minutes, the Tennessee Power Hour, we will try to dissect more of what is ailing the Tennessee Titans. We'll give you the injury report and much more. There is a veteran listed at the top of their report that uh, is, is not good if you're a Titans fan. We'll explain. Uh, guys, there a lot of trends that are tough to decide whether or not you want to buy into after one week across the league. One thing I am 
I, I think is is firm going from here to October, November. The NFL is NFC lopsided to me as I as I look through the results and review a few of the games from this week. The best teams are in the NFC. And if you're listing the top 10 teams right now, I mean, you would list Tampa Bay, San Francisco, L.A., Seattle, Arizona, Dallas, New Orleans, in no particular order, but we know Tampa would be at the top. Kansas City, of course, would be at the top. Uh, But Buffalo and Cleveland, uh, you're still buying into. But after that, the, the Titans still have some work to do. Uh, Pittsburgh, people think are, are, they're, they're old and, and they're going to drop off a cliff, but they're still in the mix. Who else are we sure about in the AFC? I'm, I'm certain about certain uh, several teams in the, in the NFC, and there are just a lot of question marks for me across the American Football Conference. You're certain about Dallas? Yes, with Dak Prescott. Last year they averaged 33 points with him I'm, per I'm game. not certain about their defense by any means. 33 um, points a game is going to win you a, a great majority of the games you're going to play. Well, I mean, I would, sure I would think, though, I think we're, we'd be they certain They just about, did that against a very good Tampa defense. Wouldn't we be certain about the Titans' offense coming into the season, too? Given what they did I mean, that and Titans, what they've added? That Titans game did a lot to create doubt about the Titans, and the Green Bay game did a lot to create doubt about Green Bay. Beyond those two games, I'm not going to count too much week one stuff. So I've still got a lot of faith in Cleveland. I've still got a lot of faith in Buffalo. Um, <clears throat> I lost some faith in Baltimore with the injuries they suffered, even though they, they played reasonably well. Um, I've still got a lot of faith in a lot of AFC teams. I liked the Chargers a lot before that game, and, and they gave me some reasons to stay there. Kansas City, obviously, clearly still one of the, the best teams in, in the league. Um, if we're doing power rankings, there are a lot of NFC teams in my mind going into the year that I'm high on now after seeing them play and perform that I didn't think would perform at a consistent level going into the year. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more certain about a, a number of NFC teams. I, I just think what, what gives – I don't know that it's – A big, big reason is the NFC West. Exactly, and that's what I was going to get to. I, I don't think it's as lopsided as you're laying out, Hutton, but the AFC does not have an NFC West scenario where all four teams are really, really good. Uh, you just don't have that depth of a division in the well, AFC. No, it's very rare to have that depth of the division, and the AFC North is very strong. Those three teams are very strong. Three deep is about as good as it usually gets. Cincinnati's not going to be in there with them, and it's very rare they, they are. And I, I'm not positive the fourth team in the NFC West, whoever that turns out to be, is going to, to stay with them. I think Arizona was very impressive on opening day. I don't think Arizona's going to be nearly as good as it was against the Titans over the course of the season. I think Kyler Murray played as well as Kyler Murray is going to play. I think Chandler Jones clearly is not getting five sacks a game. He played as well as he's going to play. I think Arizona will come back to earth somewhat the way I think that the Titans will come out of the the dungeon. Though some of the cracks the Titans show you uh, give you reasonable concerns about what they're going to be able to do. I'd like to revisit this discussion next week. Yeah, and we will. Because <laughs> what, what happens if the Titans, as we, we're going to be going to the Tennessee Power Hour, talking more Titans, what if the Titans go to Seattle and get blown out for a second straight week? Now then you got by some an NFC more, West real, opponent. more real concern. But then just also looking at NFC, AFC, I mean, then suddenly we're going to be coming back here talking about the Titans are frauds two weeks into the season, complete frauds. But – 
I don't I don't want to jump to too many conclusions. But I tweeted this out. I don't want to jump to too many overriding conclusions on one week, but I am pretty certain that the NFC West is going to be elite, top to bottom, and very competitive all season. There are no easy outs in that division. Oh, yeah, and I feel tremendously good about the Rams. I felt really good about them coming in, and the, the way they played validated a lot of those feelings. There are a lot of teams like that off of week one. Well, there, Bucks also. We're going to see 0-1 teams. There are four big matchups with 0-1 teams facing 1-0 teams and how you kind of, in the NFL, it kind of evens itself out throughout the year. Some big week two matchups. Titans at 1-0 Seattle. 0-1 Bills are traveling to Miami, who's 1-0 and already has a, a division win over New England. Baltimore's 0-1 after giving that game away against the Vegas uh, Raiders. They now travel to Kansas City, who came back and won a big win over Cleveland. Kansas City starting home-home. Huh? Yes, and Dallas 0-1 with a chance to go on the road in L.A. facing the Chargers, who we just mentioned, have a top-10 offense and defensive performance from week one. Those are four good games. And it's 0-1 against 1-0. I, th- I think Buffalo wins uh, against Miami pretty So let me easily. ask it to you this way. 0-2 Titans, 0-2 Bills, 0-2 Cowboys, 0-2 Ravens. Who has the best chance of making the postseason off of that record? Bills. You'd still bank on the Bills. Give them to me again one more time. Uh, uh, because the Miami Dolphins would be 2-0 in this scenario. Cowboys. Uh, uh, probably Cowboys based Titans, on division. Bills, Ravens, But then Cowboys. the Eagles looked a lot Titans, better than I thought also. Bills, Ravens, Cowboys. I'd say Bills still. Honestly, it's probably the Titans. See, that's where I would lean. It's probably the Titans because the Colts, division. Colts did not look good. And the Colts could be 0-2. Yeah, the Colts, Colts could be 0-2. I should mention they're facing um, – Help me. They're facing the Rams, who are 1-0. So that's another 0-1 versus 1-0. I would say this, though. Of, the, of those four, go ahead and throw the Colts in. If the Titans are 0-2, to me, the Titans are most broken out of those teams. Wow. Those I'd, other teams are probably most about schedule. That's interesting. And, and well, the Colts, things, the Colts right? would be 0-2 after starting two games at home. Yeah, that's bad, too. But I, don't, I didn't come in the season thinking the Colts were very good. So I'm not stunned that the Colts could be 0-2. The Titans needed to find a split a out of chance. this, and the Titans needed to play them close. Well, let's lead, let's lead into that. Now we're really looking ahead. It would be 0-2 Indy at 0-2 Tennessee in week three. Now that, people are going to sell it. It's not true, but people sell that as an elimination game, right? Week three <laughs> elimination game. Well, you could sell, you could sell Titans Colts game. as an elimination game every year in some way. Yeah, but well, not, the, not the, in week <laughs> three. Well, the lineup, the battle between the Titans and Colts becomes elimination because it's quite clear the AFC South champion is the only one going to the playoffs, if you want to look at it that way. It's not done three games into the season, but it's getting pretty close. Well, you have to size up. It's getting late early What happens to the Bills, what's happening with the, with the Dolphins, with the Chargers, all, all well, so, of those teams. But that would be a pretty desperate scenario. So now let's flip it. Uh, Kansas City in the scenario here that we just threw out would be 2-0. and Seattle would be 2-0. L.A. and the Chargers would be 2-0. And the Miami Dolphins would be 2-0. That's a, a hell of a nice start for those teams, particularly somebody like the Dolphins that's a team trying to find its wings, right? The confidence and the buy-in and all of those things are at an all-time high. Titans already, some guys were talking today about, we're not going to let that loss divide the locker room. Well, I mean, if they already feel like they're compelled to have to talk about that, that – that's pretty big, not, that's right? Not, that's not a good thing to say right now uh, if you're the Titans. But the Titans hope if they go to Seattle 
and it's a similar outcome to what they saw against Arizona, and they look bad again, their only hope is that the rest of the division is just awful. That's their playoff hope. Because I'm with you, Paul. Well, the Jags are awful. Something's wrong at that point. Well, the Jags are awful. Houston should be awful. I mean, that's what's going to happen. At Outkick360 is where you can find us on social media. Coming up, it is the Tennessee Power Hour. We'll talk Tennessee Vols football. We'll start by talking Titans football and the mentality of this team as they go into week two facing Russell Wilson and an offense that can be balanced but can also be very balanced in the passing game. We'll explain that and what they'll face as a Titans secondary. That's all straight ahead on Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.